0: Please turn to Psalm 146. Psalm 146. A psalm of praise to the Lord. A psalm that praises the Lord for His greatness, His power, His faithfulness, His goodness and mercy, and His unending kingdom. It covers a lot of things of praise to our God. Psalm 146. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live... Will I praise the Lord? I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the son of man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth. He returneth to his earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven and earth the sea and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever, That's right. which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth up them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and widow, but the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. This psalm is one of ten that begins with those four words. Praise ye the Lord. It's one of five that begins and ends with Praise ye the Lord. One of the last five psalms in the book, rightfully called, perhaps, the Hallelujah Psalms. Praise ye the Lord at the beginning and at the end. Amen. While we're familiar with these four words, Praise ye the Lord, let us not become too familiar with them. May they continue to have an importance, and an urgency in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, in our tongues, that we can praise the Lord. The psalmist here exhorts God's people to praise the Lord, the great Jehovah of the Bible. Men need to be called to praise. It is important that they should praise, and there are many reasons why you should start doing it right now. This is a call from Jehovah, the God of heaven, to all the peoples of the earth, to sound forth his praise. We are not to praise any other, just the Lord. Right. Praise ye the Lord. Our God is greatly to be praised. That's right. He is to be praised at all times and in all places. Yes. He is to be praised in heaven above and in the earth beneath. Yes. He is to be praised in time and eternity. Yes. He is to be praised in everything, by everything that hath breath. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. He is to be praised by men and by angels. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Yes. We cannot praise our God too often or too much. That's right. Praise is important to our God. Yes. He wants to be praised, and indeed, He expects to be praised. Yes. Praising the Lord Jehovah is one of the loftiest goals That we can dedicate ourselves to in this life. And it is certain, it is a certain end to which we shall dedicate ourselves for eternity. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. How often do you praise the Lord each day? His praise ought to be a top priority of our lives. The psalmist continues there in verse 1, praise the Lord, O my soul. He is not just content to call others to praise, he wants to praise himself. He wants to be part of that band, that choir, that is singing praise to the Lord. He rejoices when others praise, but he wants to be right there with them in praising the great God of heaven. He dedicates himself to praising the Lord with the whole of his being. May our heart, our thoughts, our minds, our souls... Be dedicated and consumed with praising the Lord. Yes. As we have been saved to this end, may we dedicate ourselves to that end afresh today. Yes. May we regularly voice our praise to the Lord our God. Praise ye the Lord. While I live in verse two, while I live, will I praise the Lord? I will sing praises unto the God, unto God while I have any being. The psalmist dedicates himself to praising the Lord as long as he lives. He is not just content with praising the Lord today or tomorrow. He is committed to praising the Lord the rest of his life. As long as the Lord gives him breath, he will lift up his voice in praise to the great God of heaven. Praising the Lord is the ambition of his life. While others may plan their lives to their own ends, The psalmist is determined that his life will be spent in praising the Lord his God. Verse 3, he takes a little aside as he warns against trusting in men. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. Before the psalmist continues his theme, he wants to interject this warning about trusting in man. Most men are too quick to trust in the power and wealth or position of others in this earth while forgetting the great God of heaven. Put your trust in him. As the psalmist states elsewhere, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. While it may appear that princes, with their authority, wealth, and position, might be able to help you, they are, in fact, just men just like you, and you will be disappointed. They will break their promises to you. They will forget you. They have their own problems to take care of, and they're probably more interested in their own plans and goals than they are in helping you. You will be disappointed. In princes and in man, there is no help. And even more importantly, the prince, like every man, is going to die. As that verse continues, his breath goeth forth, he returneth to his, earth, to his earth, in that very day his thoughts perish. The princes you trusted in may die today, yes. and then what will happen to the commitments and the promises that he had toward you? That's right. They will perish along with him. Isaiah wrote, cease ye from man whose breath is in his nostrils, for wherein Is he to be accounted of? Why would you trust in a man where if you just pinch off his nose, he's going to die? Why would you trust in somebody like that? Jeremiah wrote, thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Not only will you be disappointed if you trust in a prince or in men, the Lord's going to curse you. He's going to judge you for trusting in man apart from himself. There is no help in man. He has the same limitations, the same weaknesses, the same temptations, and the same mortality that you have. Why would you trust in somebody as limited and weak as you are? Trust in the Lord. Amen. But in contrast to these verses 3 and 4, look at verse 5. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help whose hope is in the Lord his God. Amen. We read in Jeremiah a similar verse, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. Yes. Ye are indeed blessed, if you trust in the God of Jacob for your help. This is the God of Israel. This is the God that delivered the Israelites from the, land, from the hand of Pharaoh and from the land of Egypt. This is the God that guided them through the Red Sea and through the wilderness, and destroyed the seven nations of Canaan, and gave them the land for an inheritance. This is the Jehovah of the Bible. Trust ye in him. Unlike the princes of men, there is great help and hope in the God of Jacob, and there is help and hope in the Lord our God. The psalmist now gives us several reasons why we should first praise the Lord, and then why we should trust in him and hope in him starting with verses verse 6, which made the heaven and earth, the sea and all that therein is. The Lord is the creator of the heaven and the earth, and this speaks to his power and his might. We need a God who can mightily help us in time of need. The Lord our God often appeals to his creation of the heaven and the earth. This incredible act of might and power sets him apart from all others. Who is like? unto the Lord our God. We must praise him for his great creation. As Jeremiah wrote, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Jeremiah also wrote, He hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom and hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. What a God he is. Amen. We need a God with unlimited power and might like the God Jehovah. Consider for a moment, and I don't have time today, but consider the beauty, variety, and complexity of his creation in this world. Consider the sizes, the distances, and the numbers of his Amen. infinite universe. Our God's creation is awe-inspiring and amazing to think about. He has made each one of us, and we should therefore praise His glorious name. There in verse 6, continuing, Which keepeth truth forever. Here the psalmist speaks of the faithfulness of the Lord in keeping His covenant, His promises, and His word to His people. The psalmist wrote elsewhere, He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. And again, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Moses wrote, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandment to a commandments to a thousand generations. For the faithfulness and continuing truthfulness of our God, men ought to praise him. Now in verses 7 to 9, we come across a number of reasons that we should praise him for his goodness and for his mercy toward men. He loves to lift up the downtrodden. Amen. He loves to help those who cannot help themselves. That's right. Our God is merciful and good Amen. to all of his people. Verse 7, which executes the judgment for the oppressed. The Lord our God upholds and delivers those that are oppressed. He is impartial in his judgments and is no respecter of persons. Amen. He not only knows exactly our situation, but he will execute justice for us. Right. We may safely trust that he will take care of us in all the difficulties of life. Verse seven, continuing, which giveth food to the hungry. Our God not only executeth judgment, but he provides for the needs of his people. The psalmist wrote in another place, the eyes of all wait upon thee, right. and thou givest them their meat in due season. Amen. And again, he giveth to the beast his food, and to the young ravens which cry. Our God not only satisfies the needs of his people, but he mercifully gives food and sustenance to all mankind, even as he sends his rain and sun upon the just and the unjust. Did not our Lord Jesus, as Jehovah in the flesh, satisfy the hunger of 5,000 men and their families? The gospel account tells us that they did eat and were filled. Right. Yes. Praise ye the Lord. Right. In verse seven again, the Lord looseth the prisoners. Our God delivers those that are bound. He delivered Israel from Egypt and the Jews from Babylon. He delivered Joseph from the dungeon, Peter from prison, and the Gateren from the power of the devil. Amen. The Gadderene could not be bound by chains or fetters, but he could not be loosed from the power of the devil. And Jesus came and delivered him. Amen. And for each of us, he has mercifully delivered us from the powers of sin and death and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Yes, right. In verse 8, the Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. While there are no causes, cases of blind eyes being opened in the Old Testament, we know that our Lord Jesus did this on many occasions, that demonstrated that he was Jehovah. In the flesh. The crowd was impatient and unkind to blind Bartimaeus that day as he cried out for the help to the son of David. But Jesus heard him anyway and opened the eyes of the blind man. And so too were we blind to the ways of God. But he hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus told Saul on the road to Damascus that he would be sent to open the eyes of the Gentiles and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. Amen. And then we see the Lord raiseth them their bow down. Our God takes notice of those that cannot help themselves. This also Our Lord Jesus Christ did on many occasions during his earthly ministry, again proving that he was Jehovah in the flesh. He raised the sick, he healed the lame, and he resurrected the dead. He told the woman who was bowed down, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Oh, that we too would praise the Lord for loosing us from the infirmity of sin and death by which we were all bound through the sacrifice of his Son for us. In verse 8, continuing, The Lord loveth the righteous. As the Lord our God is righteous, so doth he love the righteous. And as it is he that hath made us righteous, let us use our hearts and tongues to sound forth his praise for loving us and making us what we are today the lord preserveth the strangers as the lord took care of israel when they were strangers in egypt so he had a special place in his heart for strangers under the law and commanded the israelites to love the stranger here we see the mercy and condescension of our god toward those that were outside the natural boundaries of israel as gentiles we too were alien and aliens from the commonwealth of israel and strangers the covenants of promise, Mm -hmm. but he has made us part of the kingdom of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 9, he relieveth the fatherless and widow. Here again, the law made special provision for the fatherless and widow. Our God demonstrates his goodness and mercy toward those who cannot help themselves. He protects and shelters the fatherless and widow. But the way of the wicked is he turneth upside down. While the Lord loves the righteous, he fights against the wicked, turning the desires, ambitions, and plans that he has upside down. Our God is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Remember Haman? How when he plotted against the people of God in Persia, he ended up hanging upon the very gallows, that he had built for Mordecai. That's right. And finally, in verse 10, The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Amen. Our God has always reigned, and he always shall reign. That's right. He not only reigns forever, but he reigns in all generations. Even this generation, today, the That's Lord right. is reigning. Mm-hmm. He reigns as our God, and he shall always be our king, and we his people. The Lord shall reign forever. And finally, the psalm ends with praise ye the Lord again. The psalm will be done, but hopefully our songs, our words of praise shall never be finished as we shall continue to praise the Lord. May this psalm challenge us and convict us to daily lift up our voices in word and song to our glorious King of heaven. For his greatness, his power, his faithfulness, his goodness and mercy, and for his endless reign. Praise ye the Lord.